You're listening to Purposeful Woman Podcast. This is a show that will help equip you to build healthy relationships so that you'll have the foundation you need to create a fulfilled life. Hi, my name is Yolanda Postel. I'm a relationship coach and the host of Purposeful Woman. I'm so excited because this is my first episode and I am so glad you joined me today. And you might be wondering, what does she mean by Purposeful Woman? Well, a purposeful woman is one that is committed, dedicated. She is not afraid of change. She's a woman who is determined to have the best that life has to offer. She's a woman with good character, intelligent, and she understands the value of relationships. If that sounds like you, well, I guess you're in the right place because this is the podcast for you. As women, we are dynamic, multifaceted, and complex. We thrive off of relationships. Relationships are at the core of our lives and healthy relationships are the foundation for creating a fulfilled life because, well, we can't get away from our relationships. We have relationships with those in our home. We have relationships with individuals in our community, in the congregation where we worship, and we have relationships with those on our jobs. And relationships, they're involved in everything that we do. Unfortunately, with the current environment and the impact of COVID-19, so many of our lives have been disrupted and the way we do things has changed. We have to be more cautious now with elderly parents. And in some cases, some are in a high risk category. And so they choose to not have people come around them. Or if they do, it will be for a short period of time. Or maybe they're just scared and they just want to have calls online and that's it. But they still long for interaction with us. And then we have the situation where the lines between homework and school, they've all merged. Parents are working while at the same time trying to homeschool kids. And where we once were able to leave and concentrate, we're all now in the same house. And now we're just having to figure out the best way to try to do things together because, well, we just can't escape each other, right? We've got to still continue to take care of our obligations. I know for some of you, the places you frequent may have changed. The way you gather, has changed. Maybe you're in a state where things are more strict. You know, I have relatives that are in California and they recently, maybe within the last month and a half or so, they recently came off lockdown. And so for them, the way they did everything was different. Perhaps you enjoy gathering together with others at a place of worship. And now the number of parishioners or individuals allowed has been reduced and you can't congregate the way you used to. Some of you may have enjoyed sporting events. That was your thing. And you would go to games or you would go to places where the events are being broadcasted and you enjoyed spending that time in the room full of strangers or in the in the arena with others just taking it in, and now that's been taken away. And maybe you're a fitness buff and your thing was the gym. You had relationships and friends in the gym. And those relationships have changed because, well, let's face it, a lot of people just stopped going. 
out of precaution. For those of you that are single, I know the way you socialize is definitely different because, well, people are more cautious. People, um, they're more leery when it comes to allowing strangers around them or in their circle. And you have some that are just nervous about being in an environment with certain number of people now because of maybe they have been traumatized. Maybe they've had loved ones that passed or maybe they're just scared of being exposed. And I know dating has to be on a whole other level. And all of our lives and all of our relationships have been changed and impacted by the state of everything that's going on. And God bless you, social butterflies, because I know you you all just had to learn a whole new way of living because everything is different. And so people are feeling overwhelmed. They're feeling tired and rushed. Schedules are packed. And not because people are commuting now, but because people have so many things they've got to do at home. Work demands have increased or the lack of work has brought added stress into the household. And for many, the lack of connection with others right now, it's taken its toll. And I can admit there was a period during last year when we were in our lockdown where I said, I just miss people, right? So of course we did all the electronic stuff, the Zoom, and but sometimes you just need to be around people. In spite of everything that's going on, the one thing that will never change is our need for relationships. And the state of mental health in this country is a reflection of the state of our relationships. And when I took a look at some of these statistics, it was actually pretty shocking. In an article in Psychology Today, 47% of adults said they feel lonely. Cigna and Ipsos, they surveyed 20% of U.S. adults ages 18 and older and almost half report feeling alone or left out. 47% said they feel left out. That is almost half of the U.S. population that is lonely, that is feeling left out because they're not connected. And one in four feel they are not understood. There's another article called The Loneliness Epidemic um, that's on the hrsa.gov website. It said two in five Americans report that sometimes or always they feel their social relationships are not meaningful. And so they're not connecting on that deep level. It's just a surface relationship. And surface relationships are okay, but there are times in life when we need those deep connections. Gen Z, those born after 1995, They were found to be the loneliest generation. You have marriage in loneliness. And it's interesting because so many people, and I would dare say women more so than men, don't even think about marriage and loneliness because it just sounds like an oxymoron. It just doesn't sound like it fits. But you can be married and lonely. 
you could be a military wife whose husband has to go on Westpac or Eastpac or maybe a tour and you are at home alone holding it down and you miss your spouse. You feel lonely because you're missing your spouse. You could have a situation in your relationship where your spouse is right there, but because you're just going through a difficult time, you're struggling to connect. And that in itself makes you feel lonely. And so marriage and loneliness, it can happen. Now we also have loneliness with our teenagers. They're struggling right now. They can't get together with their friends the way they used to. A lot of the events that they were able to attend before and probably took for granted, it's not there anymore. So many other activities have changed. So many are now learning remote out of precaution, right? And so they are feeling detached from the world. They are feeling like they don't have anybody to talk to. They're feeling alone. And they need connection too. And what is interesting is we are in the most connected time in history. I mean, we have everything we need to be connected. We have friends on Facebook, Instagram followers, TikTok, Twitter. We've got our iPhones where we can FaceTime. Zoom, we can make Zoom calls and conference calls and chat. But yet, people are more lonely now than ever before. And I have to wonder, is it because we've just replaced our relationships with technology? Are we taking our relationships for granted? Is it because we don't talk anymore? I mean, let's be real. We can't get everything the way it needs to sound in a text. And then there's that awkwardness of just getting to know others or saying hello to strangers. That's even avoided. I mean, you go into a restaurant, you go into a waiting waiting room and everybody's nose is in their cell phone. Nobody's talking. Everywhere you go, everybody's face is in his cell phone. And yet people wonder why they're lonely. If we don't take the time to talk, if we don't take the time to get to know each other, then we'll never build those solid connections that we need in life. And now here's some good statistics about why we need relationships, or maybe I'll say not stats, but information. Friendships reduce the risk of mortality and disease. And think about it, if you're ill and you get that call from your friend or loved one, or if you're in the hospital and they come and visit you, it lifts your spirits. It makes you feel so much better. I mean, you're going to you're gonna be hurting or, you know, you're still going to be sick, but that visit alone and just knowing that somebody is there that cares, it makes all the difference in the world. In our relationships, when they are great, We have less psychological stress. Why? Because we have an outlet. We have someone we can talk to. We have someone that we can enjoy things with. We enjoy each other's company. Someone to laugh with. Someone to just be with, right? Sometimes, you know, you have those friends where you could just sit 
And you don't have to run your mouth 24-7. Sometimes you're just so comfortable with each other that you can just enjoy each other's company and not say a word. But relationships, they help us. They help us to live a healthy lifestyle. Well, we we hope they help you live a healthy lifestyle, right? Because, we know, sometimes we pick up those bad habits. But overall, when you have those people in your life, when you have that accountability, it makes you want to do better. It makes you want to be better. And, you know, the relationships, they help us just to live longer and to have a more meaningful life. And I recall reading something, I can't remember where it is, and it talks about um, lack of relationships is like, it's like smoking. It's as bad for your health as smoking, which I thought that was just insane, but it's true. And so the longevity, the meaningful life, it's all through relationships. And so we cannot underestimate the value of connections because we need healthy relationships now more than ever before. And I understand it is hard to connect right now, but it's worth the effort to try. It's worth the effort to, if you can't see somebody, send a text to check in and see how they're doing. Pick up the phone and call a friend or loved one. And I know some of the younger generation, you're depending on your age group, you may love texting, but then your grandma, she may want to have a phone call. Right. She may she may want to hear your voice, hear the inflections and the sounds of your voice to understand and to hear. Are you happy? Are you going through a difficult time? Because our voices say a lot. And so pick up that phone sometimes, call that loved one or if they're tech savvy, spend time on the FaceTime or schedule Zoom calls with your friends, with, you know, the people, your colleagues that you may connect with after work, right? It's worth it. If you're a parent, turn off the TV and spend some time talking with your kids. And that's old or young because even though they may be little kids, it doesn't mean that they're not lonely either. As my mom said, they are little people. Kids are little people. And so they feel lonely. They feel um, scared. They feel left out. So Turn off the TV, spend that extra time with them. If you're married, get up a little earlier or go to bed a little later and spend some time with your spouse. If you're single, get out and schedule some activities or find ways to just get to know new people. There's a way to do things and social distance responsibly. You don't have to put yourself in harm's way, but it's so important that we have healthy relationships. You know, right now, I, or I would say a couple of weeks ago, I joined a running group in my community. It's been about a month now, but you know, it was the best thing for me. I, we got to get out, we run, we exercise, we're healthy. It's accountability. And it was just a way to know new people or meet new people in my neighborhood. And it was something that I needed. I challenge you to do the same. You don't have to find a running group. Maybe you can find a group to social distance walk with, but just get out and try to connect 
And I know it's a challenge, but it's worth the effort. There are some basic principles that I believe and live by when it comes to creating and sustaining healthy relationships. One is having the right mindset. Are you reluctant to start relationships that could be romantic or platonic due to fear of being hurt? Maybe you had a friend that betrayed you or betrayed your trust. Or maybe you were in a relationship and that person cheated on you or they took advantage of you in some other way and you just put up that wall, that wall of thinking people are no good. People can't be trusted. People don't deserve to be trusted. But I understand the hurt. I understand the pain. And what if you're wrong though? What if there are good people out there? Because there are. There's a lot of great people out there. There are people that are trustworthy. There there are people that they will earn your trust, right? And I have to think back that before I met my husband, I had a relationship that came to an end and it didn't end well. And I had to heal from that. I was hurt, but I had to take some time to heal completely. And when my husband came along, my mind was in the right place. I let go of the baggage. I let go of the hurt. I let go of the pain. And so when we said, I do, my mind was clear. It was crystal clear. I was in the right place. And I understand for some, it takes time to get there. Or maybe you're a person who you look at things because you're insecure. You don't think you're worthy to be loved. And so you push people away because you want to push them away before they push you away. But what about saying you are worthy to be loved and you are worthy to have those positive relationships in your life? So it's important to work on your mindset and make sure that your mind is healthy so that you can go into a relationship with a clear head and a clear heart. Another principle is boundaries. Do you set clear expectations in regards to what you need and what you expect from this relationship? Behavior that you're not going to tolerate. For example, you know, does your husband know that, or the person you're planning on marrying, do they know that you don't expect them to be hanging out with their boys at all hours? Have you had that conversation? If you don't know, they're going to keep doing it. Why? Because there's no boundary. Do you tell your family members, hey, these are the days and hours that I need for me. I can't be on the phone. I can't have any visitors. I've got some things I've got to work on, or this is just a day where I take care of me and set those boundaries to let them know that you need that time. Because, hey, family, they don't know what they don't know. They're going to assume that they what they do is okay just because they're family. 
And so we have to make those things clear. Communication. That's another principle. Are you clearly expressing what you need or are you assuming that they'll just know? I used to think my husband was a mind reader. And how many conversations have you had with your friends where they say, well, he should know. And ladies, he don't know. You got to spell it out and you got to make it clear and find a way to express things in a in not a passive aggressive way, but in a in an assertive way, in a, a sort of healthy way. Because maybe maybe communication is your weak point. It was mine. I mean, I kind of grew up in an environment where you just did what you told to do, but you know, <laughs> don't don't show too much attitude, right? And so maybe you hold back on certain communication. But it's important to make your expectations known. Self-care. Are you spending time to replenish your soul, replenish your mind, replenish your spirit? That could be spending time in reflection or just doing an activity you enjoy. If you need to work on other areas in your life, you can get books or enroll in programs to help improve what you're trying to do for you because let's face it, sometimes we can give, 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 give and get so depleted that we have nothing left for ourselves. And if we're not any good for ourselves, we're not any good for anyone else. So it's important to just spend that time taking care of you. And the last principle, certainly not least, is faith. I believe in the power of prayer. I believe in praying and reading my word because there's some things in life I can't fix myself. And just knowing and having that faith. And when I talk about faith or reading the word, I'm talking about reading the Bible. I follow the Christian faith. I believe in Jesus, which um, name in Hebrew, some call Yeshua HaMashiach. That's who I'm talking about. But there are times where I need to go to God in prayer. I may need to ask his help on how to handle a certain situation or how to approach a certain topic or how I can support my husband or the other individuals in my life. I go, I sit, I pray, I hear what the Holy Spirit is telling me, follow his guidance and instructions And so faith is so important. And honestly, I I don't know what I do (laughs) if 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 I wasn't able to, I I don't, I wouldn't even know. So faith, you gotta have strong faith. And what is it like when these areas are out of whack? You know, our mindset, boundaries, communication is off. We don't take care of ourselves. You know, our faith is lacking. Well. First of all, conflict arises. Why? Because we're not communicating effectively. You have more tension between you and your spouse or you and your parents or, you know, you and your children because that communication isn't there. Everybody's in their own world doing their own thing. You might become so wrapped up in work that you don't even carve time out for your family. You get home. And you just ready for bed or ready to sit in front of the TV, but you don't spend time properly speaking with your children or 
taking the time to spend with your spouse. And so your relationships become strained. Your marriage becomes strained. Your health might begin to suffer because you are so depleted that you become depressed. You become despondent. You become physically ill and sick because you have just given so much away of you. And I get it. I've been there. I've done that. Or your friendships will grow apart because you don't take the time to nurture them. You don't take the time to call. You don't take the time to communicate. You don't take the time to even send a text sometimes to say, hey, how you doing? And we got to do better. We've got to do better with our relationships. We've got to do better with staying connected. We've got to do better with making sure that the relationships around us are healthy. And I'm not telling you something I'm not doing myself because I work on this every day and I can't get around to getting in contact with everybody, of course, at one time, but I definitely work on it. I challenge you to just find meaningful ways to connect this week going forward. Find meaningful ways to connect. Put down the phone. Turn off the computer just for a little bit or just monitor your screen time and stop hiding behind the technology and start interacting with people for real. Try to find a new activity, join a new online group or, you know, the local worship congregation. If you don't have a place of worship, find one where you can either worship online, depending on where you're at and what the rules are, or where you can feel that you might be able to congregate safely. And I mentioned my running group. That was a great outlet for me, and it still is. And so get out, meet people, do new things, pick up the phone, call your loved ones, especially those that are elderly and don't get out much. Reconnect with a friend you haven't spoken to in a while. Because sometimes those are some of the most precious conversations. And I recently reconnected with a friend and I hadn't talked to her in years. She reached out to me and you know what? It was like we never missed a beat. And so reach out to someone and just let them know you're thinking about them. Build up those connections and just find a way to create healthy relationships in your life. Well, that concludes this week's podcast. And thank you again for joining me today. To sign up for my email list and to get updates from me, go to movingtowardspurpose.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Yolanda M as Marie Postel. And you can also like my Facebook page, Moving Towards Purpose. And remember, relationships are the foundation for a fulfilled life.